Welcome back, diary listeners. I know it's funny. We're going from Taco Dog to this week's episode, Team True Beauty, part two of our time with Paulina Romaine. Welcome to the Apprenticeship Diaries, where raw meets refined. Let's be real, we're still working on refined. <laughs> what it took, what it takes, and the stories that are made. Join us as we learn from professionals about how their stories begin. It's a taco dog, but I'm glad that you paced it because I did the same thing with a boyfriend who wanted to uh, learn to tattoo and I was trying with him. He didn't, he didn't end up um, finishing anything, but we, we didn't not use black. We just used watered down black. I said, listen, well, if we do it like gray and a gray wash, you can get the repetition. I'll let you go over and over and over it as much as I can stand, you know, just let it heal and go back. And I was like, you can always make it better. Yeah. Um, but it's the time under the needle that you need. And, you know, I'm willing to give that to you. Of course, he was so heavy handed. I was oh, like, I, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> I don't think this is the path for you, man. Like, I love you, but I don't I don't think this is it, um, which was fine. He was cool with it. I mean, he, he appreciated me uh, letting him try. But it's so true. Um, you know, you, you got to you got to that line work, man, it makes all the difference. And I, you know, when I first started, here's the reason why I'm encouraging this guy was because you want to do like you did what, you know, you can be successful at, you know, you knew that, that you were intimidated by the black. So, and you knew that you could scale it to what it needed to be later. So you did what you knew you'd be successful at and what would get, it's going to take more and more time, but you knew how to pace yourself. And see, that's what I'm seeing in him is he's taking on a lot of things that I'm like, it's, it's not that it's awful. It's good for what time that you've already been doing this. I'm I'm not trying to take away from it. It's just not what it should be. And the problem is, is that this isn't about your journey tattooing. If that was the case, um, you wouldn't be charging for these. The problem is you're charging for these and you're charging, telling people that you can deliver what, what, what they can get anywhere else. And you, and you can't yet. So yeah. my whole thing is why not do something, you know, you can, his work is very sketchy and it comes out that way, whether he wants it to be that way or not. I'm like, there is an artist Lusso tattoo that does some of the most phenomenal tattoos you know, he, I'm very attracted to him too. I can't tell you what, like, like I'm just in this weird way. I'm just like, Oh my God, I love you. Um, he's French. And like, I don't, I don't know what it is with me and French people. I can't describe it. It's been ever since I was little. I don't know if I was like French in another life or something, but he does these gorgeous, like, um, sketchy tattoos and integrates pattern in them, but they're very artsy and gorgeous and I was like here this is he's only a freaking like country away and he's doing tattoos like this and they're not perfect if you zoom up in them they're so not perfect but they're so perfect with the impact that they give you when you step back because he he covers like these big body parts with these really cool line drawings that just fill the space so perfectly and they're these gorgeous gestures and I'm like 
if you just stuck to something like that, you'd be successful every time. And then you'd get the time under the needle that you need to refine these skills so that later, if you want to try to start going into more of the traditional realm or those really, then you're going to know because you're going to have the time playing with your machines. You're not going to have the pressure. You're going to feel it out. That's what I did. I started with watercolor tattoos and unbeknownst to me, it was not prevalent in my area. Everybody started flocking to me. They're like, you do these tattoos. I got a lot of shit. I mean, you talked about controversial girl. I, every single freaking tattoo artist that was around me was like, it needs more black. It needs more <laughs> black. Where's the, where it, it's going to need more black. That's going to fall out. And, and sh- sure enough, I've seen a lot of them. A lot of them haven't, they had enough black in them to carry them through. But my whole point was, is like, listen, like you with your taco tattoo, <laughs> taco dog. <laughs> I was like, listen, I don't know my head from my ass right now. I'd rather go in light promising what I know I can promise to my client. And we meet each other on the same page because they're not looking for this black tattoo. They're not even attracted to it. I get what you're attracted to. I get what you've been taught. I get what you think qualifies as a tattoo. These people aren't looking for that though. They're right. looking, they're looking for what I do. And I would be an idiot to not fall into what I do and get my time under the needle that I know I can get learning and then making all these people happy and fuck it. If it falls out, we'll, we'll put it back in like, and I'll do it for free for them. You know, like I'll, yeah. I'll, when I know better, I'll hook them up. And I have every single person now that I feel like, ah, I wish I would have known something then now I do have them come in. I don't charge them. And, you know, usually they'll give me a tip on top of it. They're like, I can't like, you know, I can't just let you do that for nothing. I'm like, but you know, you kind of let me work on you before I knew a lot of stuff I probably should have known. So this is just paying it forward. And that's the other thing with learning too, is that, you know, I think that just, you know, both you and me, we just know how to work with people and sales and all of those upper levels of psychological, you know, agreements that you make when you're dealing in business and people, it's just, it's just real. You just, you, you trade in comfort and that's what it is. That's really, really cool. Well, um, so packing is your challenge right now. What, um, what machines are you using? So I personally run a Cheyenne Hawk. Okay. Um, So like the three and a half stroke, I like is comfortable. it's, it's a nice, comfortable stroke for me because I can use it in my permanent makeup services, but then I can also use it in tattooing. Yeah. I love like Cheyenne. Any of the four stroke machines and stuff like that hit way too hard to do any permanent cosmetics with. So I'm just right, like, right. that's where I'm going to hang. I'm looking into getting a Bishop, but I love Bishop. Everybody tells me that. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, but I now do. I have to invest in like another machine and a completely different power pack. Cause I got the critical cordless ones mm-hmm. and it's a different adapter on Cheyenne. So then you have to buy like, different crap. batteries. Girl, I got wires coming out of the wazoo. I got so many different types of machines, like, but it's great though, because you know, it, you realize like, I mean, at this point I'm seeing people that are doing these hand poke jobbers and I'm like, maybe I should try and like play around with that and just see, you know, they're using the cartridges and they're just yep. hand poking and I'm like that looks kind of fun I mean I, don't, <laughs> I wouldn't sell that right now but right you know to strip it down to its bare bones and even more so you know wrapping a, a needle grouping 
to a, a pencil or pen and just hand poking like that. I mean, it's good for me to know that I can do my craft regardless of what technology is available to me. Right. Um, and I was, I kind of was raised during the Renaissance of tattooing. So there was that transition from coil to all these fancy fucking things that you have yeah. now. Um, but I do love Cheyenne. Cheyenne is a solid company. They stand behind their products. They'll fix it if it breaks. I mean, yeah, you got to wait for it to go to Germany and back, but right. You know, they'll, they'll fix it. So that's great. But I do, I love Bishop. I only have a Bishop. Um, I don't have a, a cordless though. I'm considering it. That's right. my next one. I love the case that they sell that shit with now. Like right? the whole, gr- I'm like, like why the fuck the are they not- set up? Yep. Yeah. Why are you guys not selling? You know, we fucking travel with these things. Why aren't you selling this whole stuff with like a good case? Yeah. Okay. I, I know. <laughs> my, my, my case is such a pile. I hate it. Like I bought this case off of Amazon and like, it's got the little slots on the top for like, it's probably a makeup artist case. If I'm being honest, it totally is <laughs> like, but the pigments fit in there. Perfect. You know, the little one ounce or two ounce bottles, you know, not the big ones, but like, yeah. whatever, I don't need the big ones if I'm going, you know, to a different place and it, I, it's on wheels, which is yeah. great. But then like when I lay it down in the back of my car, all those fucking things tumble over everywhere. I'm like, this is useless. <laughs> I think I have the same case, um, which <laughs> by the way, I've tattooed a makeup artist. It was like, dope case. I, where'd you get that? I was like, well, they marketed it as a tattoo case, but I'm fairly certain it's more of a makeup case than anything. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, well, I like that. That's nice. And I was like, yeah, man. I mean, it's good for, tra- but like you said, the, the moving, they've just yeah. never, I, I really want, I mean, for anybody out there who's an engineer or something like that, I know that they have, you know, Pelican cases and stuff, but if you can create something that, that undeniably stops like the explosion factor that happens on planes and things like that, that would be amazing. Like, could yeah. you do that? Could you just, could you make that? Cause that would be really All great. Right. Um, yeah. it, traveling with any kind of liquid is a son of a bitch. Um, right. I almost, I've almost gotten to the point where I just like want to, whenever I go to a convention or something like that, meet somebody there that's like, Hey, do you want to go in on a new set of ink together? And then you just keep it. Like, I just use it for whatever you want to charge me for but, or we, I, can I borrow your ink set when I get there? Because fuck this, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so hard and I've tried so many different ways and then regulatory ways, you know, like, and then when you buy the little ink sets, you're, like they dry out faster. It's not yeah. as nice. Like you spend a lot more money. So you're kind of screwed. I, I'm so happy that they, they, they were trying to do that in New York where they had the single packets, like just yeah. the ink cap full. And I'm like, no, no, Don't we got to slap this down. Absolutely not. I already store so many inks. Like I have to have a whole place. For, can you imagine if you had to store individual individuals no no that that is insanity that it's not worth that Uh -uh. Mm uh-uh so yeah like I'm so glad that got nixed but um so I do like Bishop I think you'll love Bishop um I would recommend too when you buy one I had a much different experience when I was able to go to a convention and talk with a um with a seller yeah. and have them go through 
the whole machine, how you deconstruct it, let me use yeah. it, play with it. Definitely do that for anybody who's looking to buy a machine. Definitely go to a, a tattoo convention and just meet with a with a representative and have them show you the whole tool. It's worlds of difference. And you might even get a discount on it too, which is great. But yeah. Um, even if you don't like, even if you pay more, you're paying for that knowledge of the machine that you're, it's just so upsetting to watch YouTube video after YouTube video that doesn't get to your answer. Yeah. It's like, dude, I just, and you know, every other machine that you buy in this world, they have like instruction manuals, tattoo machines. They don't, it's so fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. So With okay, so with permanent makeup, and this is really kind of shitty, but like a lot of these classes give you like this Amazon pen, and they realized that it was becoming an issue because it's actually a micro needling tool, not a tattoo machine. And you could buy these like single needle cartridges for it, but they don't have membranes in them. They're not sanitary. So like you can't find the needles on Amazon anymore. Like, so I think they figured out, okay, this is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So you would get that. And it's this stupid basic machine, like with a three and a half millimeter jack that you plug into. Mm -hmm. It's stupid simple. So like, and I was like, okay, this is not like, not for me. Like, I'm not going to do this. Like, and bought my Cheyenne. I got it and I got the power supply. I'm like, how the fuck do I plug this thing? Right. It's not, like, crazy. It's not working. What? <laughs> like, what am I doing wrong here? There's only two ends. Like, I'm telling I you. Know? I mean, you pair, you buy a pair of wall clippers and they've got a little instruction manual in yeah. it. And it, and everybody knows how to turn fucking clippers on. And it's not like rocket, <laughs> you plug it in and there's a little side thing. I mean, yeah, you got to know a little bit about how to wield it and the guards, but right shoot even they have an instruction manual yeah you know note to to machine makers i mean i know we don't like giving away our craft or flooding the industry but i maintain i i maintain that it's like you said people come to you for a feeling that is not it's it's a very large part of the service um don't negate that and that i can never be somebody else's paulina that's not possible you're the only one like that's what they're coming to that's what they want you know your your uh, brother-in-law wouldn't have gotten that taco dog from anyone else probably you know so and and that matters that'll matter more than anything um and that's something you can't buy really so i i think that I think that in this profession, you know, the whole like, oh, we should stop teaching. It's just such a sour attitude that really, um, I guess, could only come from somebody who hasn't worked on the people skills of it. That's and that's what drives me nuts. So like when I when I got started, like. I'm I'm more on the lines like if someone's willing to learn and is trying to master a craft like let's support each other like the area that i live in is small there's 1500 people yeah but i still i can't tattoo 1500 people like there's plenty of people to go around and 20 minutes away there's a town of 20,000. yeah and like that's where i like was working at the time and i worked with a gal who did microblading and she was like the only one in our area so i'm like 
like, what did it take you to get into this? You know, like, what is it like? And I'm the kind of person like, tell me I can't do something. I'm going to come at you really fucking hard right. and show you that I can. Right. We could be best friends. Yeah, totally. So, <laughs> so 100%. When I asked her and said like, Hey, like, what did it take you to get into this? Like, if it's really interesting to me, she laughed and she's like, well, I hope you have $15,000 laying around. I'm like, what? Right. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with anything? Right. Like, and that was what she had to pay. Yeah. Like, and that's fine, but don't fucking judge somebody else when you don't know. Don't like, I say that all the time. Don't ever spend anybody else's money, like emotional discounting. And like, you see a person like, oh, they can't afford me. Don't fucking judge because like I sell hair extensions at the salon. That's like probably 70% of our service. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, it's all about priorities. Like for a while, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I was saving money to do this tattoo stuff and whatever else. So I was driving in, around in like a 2002 rusty ass expedition. Like yep. I looked like I was broke as a joke. Right. But my hair extensions had hair extensions. Like I had yeah. like $1,200 worth of hair in my head. It's all yeah. about priorities. Like, yeah. So don't, don't talk to people like, you know, where they're at because mm-hmm. you don't. Yep. It's about what you value. Like, Absolutely. and I value being a nice person yep. and she wasn't. Yeah. And it was unfortunate. Like, and I, I, I really have high hopes for her. Like she'll come back from it and it's okay. Like not going to hold a grudge, but I was just like, man, the fuck. <laughs> well, I, I was told that even I, I wasn't asked for 15,000. Um, it was like 3000, it was like 2,500, 3000, but I was pretty much told, um, Oh, you have a boyfriend. Um, be prepared to lose him. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Oh shit. And they're like, yeah, like, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna warn you about that. I mean, they were right. Yeah. I did lose him. But that's not the world around. I mean, I visited Jordan there in Minnesota and St. Paul and her and her husband formulated a place together. He's a graphic designer and they they existed as a couple. They were friends first. Then they became a couple. Then they became business owners and they seem very successful together. Well, that's just I mean, like my husband and I. So when we met, like we met through a mutual friend and we were friends and he was like in a long-term relationship, like five, six years, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was single and like, so the thought never crossed my mind, you know, whatever. And then like, I had no idea, but they broke up. But like, we talked about business and stuff because we both had that like mutual interest. And like, I was dating someone and I was like, Hey, do you want to talk about this thing for your business? Cause he would let me do some freelance work for him. So we got together for dinner and like, I had no idea that he had broken up with his girlfriend. Right. So like we're sitting at, um, cowboy Jack's in Bloomington. Nice. And, and, um, I'm sitting there pissing and moaning about this boyfriend that I have. Right. (laughs) Like what a piece of shit. Like he drives me crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I can't keep wasting my time, you know, next thing you know, like, okay, we're both single again. And like, we're at a party and he's just like, Hey, listen, I want to be with you. And I'm like, Whoa, hang on a second. Like we're friends. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, and it just works out that way. And like Mm -hmm. now, like I always say he's the analytical side of 
our brain and I'm the creative side of our brain and we work together as one. Yeah. Like we own businesses together. We're opening new businesses together and it works. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Well, and I, I, I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not really sure, um, why that was, but maybe he saw something about me and I don't think he was wrong. I think he was just a good mentor, but like, it's, it's the same kind of thing of like, you know, don't, don't presume, you know, because you don't know. Um, but I do think you can note good attitude and, um, my whole thing was, I'll admit I was, I had way too much excitement, way too much want to get in there and get dirty and, you know, feel it out. Cause that's just how I learn. I'm, I'm a, a tactile learner. And, um, you know, with hair, for example, you don't learn until you do it. You can watch somebody all day long, but that's not going to teach you how to comb. That's not going to teach you how to, um, you know, feel the hair, know what different hair types are like, you know, you, you have to touch it. It's a sensational, you know, thing. And, and that's for me, that's, that's the key to art too, is that like, it's a communion with the material and and that's what I really love. And so for me, it was really hard to be held back from trying it. Cause I was just like, guys, you know, like I'll listen to whatever the fuck you want me to listen to. Just tell me, but like, get me in there. And they just held me back. And I was like, right. I don't know why you're holding me back so damn much. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, like my husband doesn't have a single tattoo on his body okay, and, I don't know that, and I don't know that he ever will. And that's fine. He supports me and he doesn't care how many tattoos I have. And he like, he, he honestly, he critiques every piece that I do. And, and like, I love it. Cause he's like the day that I get to the point that I'm like, holy shit, I can't find anything wrong with this is the day that I'll get a tattoo from you. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. All right. You know, like he's like, Oh, this line's a little shaky. Like I did. So, so somebody brought in handwriting, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I want this done in my handwriting, like a mom and daughter. And he looked at it and he's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, babe, I totally hear you. However, yeah, that's tracing someone's handwriting. Right. That is not my shaky. That wasn't lines. me. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was their handwriting. Like I get, you don't want their mom's signature on you. That makes sense. Yeah. You don't know her. <laughs> they know her. <laughs> well, and it, it makes sense. Like you said, he's analytical. He's probably more technical, you know, less drawn to the spiritual acquisition of yeah. it. I guarantee you though, like most people who get tattooed with that first one, as soon as that cherry's popped, it's going to open up worlds. He'll, he'll then take more and more risks. They, it always happens that way. Yeah. Um, people start opening up to more and more of the experience of getting tattooed rather than tattoo itself. But I get in the beginning, it is very much so about that first one, because it's like any virginity, you know, like with women, let's say sex, you know, we're picturing our foot to pop up. birds to fly out of somewhere some soundtrack to come on you know this romantic thing we're wearing white you know (laughs) yes it's this huge thing with guys they're thinking about everything they've ever seen in porn what they can and can't do and and then you when you finally do it you realize none of that's happening right it's awkward as hell it's ridiculous um you're kind of happy that it's over (laughs) 
and then you realize you can do it again and you can keep improving on it and it and it has just a different just has a different air once you've crossed that line yeah but I'm glad that he's like that because it's really neat my boyfriend I, I think it's a good pairing too when you have that because um in the past I've had boyfriends that really really wanted tattoos and I gotta tell you I've finished a lot of back pieces for oh, people yeah. after we've not been together anymore and that's been um I think it's challenging for both of us because none of us really right. want to be there anymore right <laughs> And none of what you started with is what you're finishing with. And it just kind of feels icky. So I'm happy. I have a boyfriend now. He's like, yeah, I'll have you do a couple for me just because I want to cover up a few that I've gotten, but I don't really want to get a lot of tattoos. He's like, I want to, I want my body. He's like, I'm, I'm working on all these lines that are natural. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can appreciate that. <laughs> yep. So, um, what was your first tattoo? I mean, of course, outside of cosmetic tattooing was the first uh, image that you did. The first tattoo that I did. If I'm being honest and I really think about it, I tattooed a star on my own leg when I was like 19. Oh, cool. Stars are hard. Yeah. Like, and I thought I did pretty good, but it was right back to that. Like, I, um. I did purple instead of black because, you know, and I eventually got it covered up because I never like finished it. I got one little star and like, I thought I was good and the line work was pretty clean and whatever, you know? Um, but like at, like at the shop, something that I was actually charging somebody for, um, it was a floral tattoo. And like, I do a lot of that. And I think the reason why I navigated towards that is because it's an artistic expression. Like there is give and take in it. Like the lines, while they have to be good mm -hmm. there, it's not traditional that you have to have like these perfect straight lines. Like, yeah, it's organic. And that's what I yeah. like too. I, I like much more of those curvy kind of lines. They're much more fun for me. And again, like we were talking about before the way that my wrist gets to move Mm -hmm. A lot better for longevity for me. If I'm going to be participating in this long term, I, I, I would, I would imagine that if I did more of the traditional tattoos, whilst I greatly admire them at this point, and I find them wicked hard, um, I, I would imagine I'd have some, some hand and wrist issues as a result yeah. of them, just because of how you have to operate. So there is a heavy respect. I just find that like I gravitate so much more to organic stuff just because of how my body is able to actually move with it. It's yeah. more integral. Plus, you know, I, you know, for women, you can't go wrong with a flower, you know, right. like it's a, it's a, it's awesome. It's a flower. Who could ever think that's bad? Right. Um, I think that's cool. Um, I'm trying to think going back to like all my questions that I use. Oh, with, with, um, cosmetic tattooing. You said you have an apprentice. Um, what, uh, what was the qualities in them besides the fact that like, you know, you were both honest and meeting each other, but what were some things that you looked for in, in that kind of apprentice? Um, when it comes to that, like it, it has, it has to be someone who can form like an emotional connection with a person. Um, they have to see what value they're bringing to the table and know like you are going to make a huge impact on this person's life mm -hmm. for a long time. 
Yeah. Like <clears throat> when I was apprenticing and it was not a very good job. Like I look back at some of the brows I did and I'm like, oh shit. Like one of my friends, I'm like, girl, you need to come see me so I can redo those brows for you. <laughs> <Right>? because... <laughs> but like, you have to understand like all the emotion and the person, like you're not just doing art for someone at that point. Mm-hmm. It is a piece of their identity. Mm-hmm. Like every tattoo and art form is right. But like, this is something that's shown to the world every day. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to show you my tattoo because I'm comfortable with you. It's like, here's my face. Yeah. I hope you like it. How do you guys start on, how do you, how do you start? Do you do a lot of fake skin first and just trials and like different brow shapes and things like that? And how do you, that's what I do. Like Uh in the training classes, like the six day class that I did, well, like she did like a two day class. And within that two days, they're doing tattoos on someone. Oh, I'm like, that's intense. That is intense. Like this is someone's face, man. Like I was scared shitless. Right. Like, um, but I think it's really hard because like in a traditional apprenticeship, what I'm learning is like, okay, you have to draw this and then you have to draw that. Like my evenings are spent like I have a notebook next mm-hmm. to my bed and every night I take one page and I trace over every line going up and then down on the next line and then up and then down oh, on the next line you know like that's my dedication because I'm like okay mastering straight lines is one of the hardest things you're ever going to do like people think like the infinity symbol is like the simple like oh it's just an easy tattoo like no no motherfucker no. Like, <laughs> that you is can mess that up real quick real fast yeah right like <laughs> and it shows that is, that is a tricky tattoo mm-hmm. to do. like one of my other first ones was I didn't know any better at the time but I'm like this girl wanted the Mac Miller good am logo from the album oh, yeah. on her and I did it with a single needle and I'm like shit this is gonna be easy like I do brows with single needle and eyeliner and this is oh that's fucking hard man <laughs> like <laughs> bad mistake with a, with a bigger liner you can cover shit up like yeah. you can hide shakes in the line but when you're running a one you're like this shit better be perfect on the first time because otherwise you're gonna have a lot bolder lines than you intended hell yeah man hell yeah so, it's it's um, crazy <laughs> like i i told her like i've told her i'm like you need to do these lines just like I do and like a big part of an advantage being in the cosmetology industry for so long is color theory yeah it's like I feel like with traditional tattoos it's a lot easier because it's a lot more pigmented um Mm -hmm. so like a red or a pink or whatever like skin undertones are gonna matter but not to the extent that they do when it comes to brows because like have you ever like walked down the street and you see somebody that has either gray eyebrows or like um peach orangey colored eyebrows like and you're like man that shit looks crazy why it's not blending it's not blending so like (laughs) it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Like you have to understand color theory to, to another level, because like, you're just like, oh, well it's Brown. And, and this is dark Brown and this is reddish Brown and this is light Brown. And it's no, it's right. not like 
if you if you have like a yellow based brown you put it on someone with olive skin it's not gonna be a desirable color no you know? it's gonna be muddy as shit yeah like <laughs> you need a red or an orange based mm-hmm. for that olive skin so you have a neutral brown and like a big mistake that a lot of artists make and like you said I think it's an advantage because I've been doing hair too yes. is understanding those pigments because I don't want like your brows to fade to gray and I don't want them to fade to orange either. Right. Like, I want to fade as true to tone as possible. So like one Absolutely. thing I've learned probably in the last year is to use inorganic pigment because it fades truer to tone versus carbon-based ink. Oh, that makes sense. Like, okay. Carbon-based just tends to go more ashy and then other people will put in more orange, like thinking, okay, I'm going to correct this. So I don't have that issue. The next thing you know, you have orange fucking eyebrows. Like now, and I'm sure it's a blend too, because, um, you know, there's not necessarily a removal of the eyebrows, right. Too. So you, you do have the actual like brow hair in there too. So it's almost like you have to build layers of tone too. You have to recognize what they already have how the right. light's going to interact with that. And then what you're putting in there as well. Yeah. Uh, and I see, I yeah. see a lot of that too. Like people mm-hmm. come in and they're like, I feel like my brows were done originally and they look painted on. They don't blend in with the hair that I have there. They don't look natural. Right. And that's what I want. Yeah. Like, okay. All yeah. right. Well, here's how we have to fix this. We have to do some removal first mm-hmm. and then see what we come up with. And hopefully we can fix it, but I can't guarantee anything. Now with the removal process, is it the same as like, uh, other tattoo removal processes or is it different? Similar, like certain pigments you can do laser on, but then like the red ones need different frequencies and stuff like that. Like if someone has a light enough pigment, I do a saline based removal. Um, so then I run over it with the machine once or twice and then have them do like a saline wash two to three times a day for 10 days. And that, that pulls sense. out some of the pigment, you know, um, but it just kind of depends on what level of, you know, like how saturated are the brows to begin with. And yeah, like, what do I have to do to correct? Like, I mean, I've, I've done a few that women had 20 year old brows, like before they came out with like the different pigments for permanent cosmetics, when oh, it was God. like the traditional ink, you know, so they're like light blue. And I'm like, okay, first things first, I have to do a removal on this. Yeah. Otherwise I'm not going to touch it because I can go over it all day long, but that's still going to show through. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, and um, you know that from, from hair too, like that's the first tone to leave any, like when you have a black hair, for example, yep. that means that you have all the primaries rep- represented in there and a heavy blue. Yep. So you have to strip that blue or else it'll yep. always be there. And it's the same. I think you'll recognize an advantage once you get to cover-ups too, because it's the same kind of color theory that you have to go through with cover cover-ups as well. You have to look at what they already have. You have to look at what you're putting in there and then you have to mask it. And then you have to challenge that black that's there. Yeah. Um, which a lot of people do recommend removal. I don't, I'm, I, I usually am like, ah, yeah, you might see it a little bit through, but nobody's going to know what it is. And right. Unless it's, you know, it's a, it's something I know I simply cannot cover without it being seen through. I don't attempt it, but right. for the most part, I'm just like, well, we're going to have to go dark. We're going to have to go complicated and we're going to have to make it bigger, you know? Yep. <laughs> and as long as they're along for that ride, I'm, I'm cool with it. But yeah, the, 
you can you can tint black a little bit but you can't remove that black like you really do have to do something radical um and as you well know in hair there's bleach there's not really bleach aside from i guess what you said like the saline solution which is a good tip um i wonder if it would work the same way with a tattoo i haven't experimented with it but it'd be kind of cool to to see um if I could do the same thing with a tattoo and then just soak it in saline and see if it would work. I don't have any that I want to remove, but I'd give myself one that I could try. (laughs) Well, so like (laughs) the saline method that I use, like there's, it's called lift and Mm -hmm. there's, there's a couple different methods. So like there's what they call emergency removal. So if someone gets their brows done or a tattoo and you are like within 48 hours, you're like, nope, this was a bad idea. You can go back in with that solution without having to even touch it with a needle. Nice. Yeah. Um, Well, it has to be that first 48 hours before anything heals, you know? Um, But beyond that afterwards, you know, like you go in with the needle and you do the saline soak and then you send them home and they have to know like, okay, if you want this to work, you have to do these regular soaks. You have to do these regular soaks. You have to put cotton pads on, uh, soak with saline and leave them sit on the area, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and it does work well, but if it's a super saturated tattoo, it's just, it's just like laser. Like it's going to take multiple times. Hell yeah. And regardless of how many times you do it, there's going to be additional damage to your skin. It's, it's trauma. Like, so there's only so much you can do before you're like, yeah, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. 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 You know? Well, I would imagine, but on the back end, if you, if you do it a couple of times, I mean, it does kick up the collagen. You might get like a subtle lift too. Yes. Well, I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> Which would be great. Now I'm fascinated by all of it. I think it's really, really cool. Um, that's really cool. Um, what, what, uh, stage is your apprentice at right now? Uh, um, your progression. So she recently, um, started like doing appointments kind of on her own. Like I'm still right there, like in the next room, but like she's in the room, like I'm giving her a little bit of space and then, um, we'll be doing her first eyeliner in a couple within the next couple of weeks here. So fantastic. Um, we're moving on to the next thing. So I feel like brows I could probably be fine with, but the eyeliner freaks me out. Like that one definitely it's, it's definitely <laughs> a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I noticed too, um, in the times that I've just done makeup, when I've had people close their eyes and then I put the eyeliner on when they open, there's that whole line there that you don't miss. So do they have to like keep their eyes open for you to really see that while you're tattooing? No. Um, like you can kind of like, it's about learning how to hold it and where to put the pressure. Gotcha. Because you can kind of flip their lashes up and get in between them to get that area. Gotcha. But it's super awkward. And some people do like have people have their eyes open for bottom liner. Mm-hmm. I don't because like that just freaks me out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. no, keep, keep your eyes closed. Like I'm going to pop your lid. It's going to feel kind of funny, but mm-hmm. like it makes it pop up so that I can get to where I need to get to. Right. And like, with eyeliner, there's so many different things. Like people can't be wearing contacts and like, I'm like, okay. Um, you could get, um, 
a corneal abrasion, which is just like a scratch because pigment dries out as you're working yeah. with it, you know, and yeah. if that gets in somebody's eye and is like rubbing around, like, yeah, it right. can cause a scratch. Now, is that going to cause lasting damage most time? No, yeah. but you might have blurry vision for a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like that's something you need to be aware of. Yeah. And like, oh, when I, when I tell you not to open your eyes because I have a topical lidocaine, you better fucking listen to me because yeah. otherwise your eyes are going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, totally. Now as the, the contacts because of the abrasion and because of what can get caught underneath of them There's, or the saline that they sit in. Um, it's because of the corneal abrasion and they don't want like to cause any fusion to it from irritation. Uh, so like say something you didn't want to get in their eye did get in their eye and they had a contact in there. You don't want to fuse that contact there. Gosh, that makes so, perfect like, sense. So like any lidocaine or any type of numbing that you're using, like the secondary numbers that we use all have like an epinephrine in them to uh, like restrict blood flow. Right. So if that got in your eye, that shit's not only going to hurt, but if you have a contact in, it could melt the contact and then you're wow. in trouble. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Good to know. Good to know. I feel like I'm getting a, a nice little, I, this is fascinating to me. So I, I think that's <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. I mean, it makes sense as to why there's, I mean, it makes sense to me why there's added protocols for cosmetic tattooing right. above what I do anyway, even though I'm covering a lot more skin, I'm not covering, first of all, facial. I mean, there are facial tattoos, but right. not none so close to the most delicate parts of your body. You know, your, yep. your eyelids are so delicate and like, it, yeah. it makes sense. And so are your eyes. And we want our eyes to work obviously after we make, you know, ourselves look yep. great. <laughs> right. We want to see how good we look. Yeah. 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 So I know that on the horizon, I mean, I feel like we've discussed a lot of things. It, um, feel free, of course, to bring up something if we didn't didn't touch on it. But I wanted to move into this next phase of your life where in January you're opening up your shop. What's the vision? Like, what are, what are you guys thinking? So where I live, it's a lot of like traditional shops, right? Mm -hmm. Like you walk in, it's dark. There's flash everywhere on the walls, like tradition you know whatever and there's like it's fine like there's right. a really nice tattoo shop they just actually did a remodel last year but it's like all black and then it's got like white and black marble on the floor and like there's always some kind of like grunge music playing you know whatever and like I've been in like a high-end cosmetic industry for my whole entire working life. Right. 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 So like the guy that I'm working with to learn tattoos, like, I'm not going to lie. He intimidated the shit out of me when I first saw him because I walked in and he's like a 50 year old dude. And like, he's native and he's got like, um, an antler on one side of his face, like from his chin to like his cheekbone. Right. And then uh -huh. you turn the other way and his whole other side of his face is full tribal. And wow. I'm like looking at this guy and I'm like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> am oh, I going to survive this? Well, I have to right. look like that by the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like after talking to him, he's like the sweetest guy in the world. Right. But think about like being a millennial mom with kids and you're professional and you're like, I want to get this like dainty tattoo, but I want it in a private area. Like, mm -hmm. I don't 
think I would feel comfortable like, okay, I'm going to go in and get a sternum tattoo and I have to take my shirt off for this and like put some pasties on and this guy's going to be touching my boobs. Like, yeah, eh, I don't know, a little sketched out, like nothing against it, but like, it's just not a comfortable spot for everyone. Right. So my vision is it's going to be like a spa atmosphere. Like I love it. Complete opposite of everything, you know, about a tattoo shop. Like when you walk in, like the walls are going to be light and like a creamy color and like a really boho vibe to it. And there are like different curtains that you can have your privacy, but more of an open concept. Like Mm -hmm. let's chit chat and let's be friends with everybody. Let's have a communal space. But if we need our privacy, we have that too. I love that. I love that. I think you'd really love my friend, Ina. I've had her on the, on the podcast, but you would you would die if you saw her studio. She has, I think one, uh, I, when I was there, she had one other artist, but I think she might have one other aside from her. I'm not entirely certain, but, um, it's a, it's a smaller space, but it's in an, in like an industrial building, like, and it's on an upper floor. It's nothing but like big windows and stuff. She has all these plants, all these shells, really cool. Like, like you said, this boho kind of vibe, it's super nice. And her client's love it and Ina does like a very rare it's it's interesting she does almost like a feminine version of biomechanical it's really neat and organic which is really cool um she's cool as shit um that's really really cool I like that vision and it sounds like you're going to be very um successful with that because you're fulfilling a need that is not readily there like honestly, like I'm just barely getting into it. And I have people want, I'm like booked out for like a month on traditional tattoos. I'm barely having time for my cosmetics right now. And, um, like, I think in the entire time I've tattooed two guys. Wow. Yeah. I I take that back three, but (laughs) like one being my brother-in-law, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and the other guy's like, well, you're right here. It's convenient for me. So like, let's do this shit. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know, like, but it's, it's a comfortable space for women. And, you know, I think it might amaze you too, that, um, as you go on, I mean, of course, I think my art's kind of versatile, but I think that really, and truly men do enjoy, um, time with women too, because there's yeah. less of that kind of you know, that's less of that boy, like machismo kind of environment too. They actually dig it too. Um, and you know, as you, as you well know, probably in, in the hair realm, like they really enjoy being pampered once they're able Mm -hmm. to like find their comfort zone with a practitioner. It takes a while. It takes kind of a little bit more than women because they're not so apt to that environment. It feels a little weird, but yeah, I think once they get hooked, they're like, oh shit, man, this is really nice. (laughs) My my husband won't even like, I don't even cut his hair anymore because I'm not as nice to him as I am. (laughs) You know, like he's like, whenever one of your girls cuts my hair, like I get a nice shampoo and they're super gentle with me. And like, like, I get it. That's okay. They can cut your hair, honey. It's fine. Like I bore you two children. Get over it. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like I did my job. Okay. Like I don't have time for this stuff anymore. I got more heads to cut now. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get a little more abrasive. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so as far as like, uh, uh, 
I, I know that you want more time under the needle. It sounds like you're going to have that, um, that you're going to have lots of that, that you're very yep. um, considerate and um, responsible, which is great. So I, I don't have any fears, but what are, what are some goals beyond your shop? Like things that you're looking to work in. I know there's packing that you're, you're wanting to get into. I do think you'll like the Bishop. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, but is there anybody you're looking at or people that are inspired inspirations to you or anything like that? So like I have been, I, I love all the color that you do. And I'm like, I kind of want to fly out there and get a tattoo, man. Like I haven't, I haven't gotten a tattoo myself in probably six years. So I'm coming up on like, I need something. We'll house Uh, you and feed you too. Like shit, totally do it. Like two spare bedrooms. I would love that. And I'm honored. Let's do it. Um, there's, but there's a gal that one of my stylists just showed me recently and I can't, Amanda Graves. Have you ever seen her? Girl, she's freaking awesome. You can still stay with me and we'll both go check her out and I'll just watch as she tattoos you because I'd love to meet with her too. But I was actually offered my friend Annie in, I think she said it was September, October. She's doing a guest spot at dark arts. And, um, she offered me to, to go on the guest spot with her. I haven't followed up yet, but I totally love to do that. But yeah, I do totally set it up. I want to meet Amanda too. I haven't yet, but yeah. I love her work. She's doing awesome glitter tattoos right now that are banging. Yeah. She seems really cool. Um, also there's another tattoo artist there that she went through her whole journey. Uh, um, uh, uh, Angela, Nicole, she, um, she works there and she does fine line and, um, really beautiful work. And she actually interviewed on our podcast before she even, I I think she was just starting her apprenticeship. Um, and it wasn't at dark arts. She's gone to a couple tattoo studios, I think before she landed there as her home, but now she's up and rolling and kicking ass and is amazing. I mean, she was amazing then. I mean, just like persona, you could just see it that she was going to do really, really good. But yeah, there's a few people that I'd love to um, touch base with at that studio. It's a great studio. And Amanda seems dope. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're totally invited. So on the back end of this podcast, let's do it. And I'm sure Amanda would love to hear that. I'll have to, I'll have to let her know, um, break the ice between us because there, there is so much talent in this area. It's crazy. Um, and I've I never mean, been to the East coast. So, oh girl, come, um, you know, our house is your house. We'd love to have you. Um, my boyfriend's family owns a 40 year old pizzeria. So nice, we, dude, we'll feed you. Yes. <laughs> and just my today, husband's Italian. So that's oh, perfect to me, dude. I'm like, telling you, I mean, if you're willing to go with the whole family and we haven't housed it, I mean, my house is quirky as hell, but if you don't mind, like with kids, but I have two guest bedrooms. If you wanted to come, they'd the boys or it's two boys, right. That you have, they'd have to share a bedroom, but they'd have one. This is what we call the chill room. It's really weird. I mean, I can't account for the kind of art that they're going to see and have questions about, but I mean, you're, you're entering that realm. Yeah. So about that. So my younger son is 13 months old. Uh-huh. So he's just like getting into like the babbling phase, you know, whatever. No shit. Last night he said his first word and you're not going to believe what it was. Tell me, please. <laughs> he said tattoo. He's, he's like been saying like he 
he's like dad do dad do like that's his word right like but it's not a real word so like last night we're sitting at the dinner table and he goes tattoo and we both look over and we're like did that just happen oh that's so cool that's so So, cool I love that I'm gonna have to name one of the parts of these things first words or something like that like that's amazing and what's his name Jackson Jackson great name great name that's my um I have a second cousin recently um that just got it was last year but his name's Jackson too great name and then your other Raylan Raylan love that so great name have you ever heard of the show Justified no okay it's this really good like cop show like he's kind of like I tow the line federal marshal and he's a total badass and we were watching that about the time I got pregnant we're like that's fucking cool we're gonna use that well shout out to uh the audience where where would that be streaming where could we find it um, I it it is on I believe Amazon and Hulu perfect I have Amazon that's next we're re-watching Vikings right now but that's gonna be next yeah my life. I like yeah it. that's Justified. a good one too all right um, I'm gonna check that so out I just thought of something yeah and I want to get your opinion on this because we yes. didn't talk about this so this drives me berserk yes please <laughs> when it comes to permanent cosmetics mm-hmm. a lot of teachers dermatologists like anybody they refer to it as a semi-permanent tattoo Uh uh-huh yeah there's nothing about a tattoo that's semi-permanent right and it drives (laughs) me crazy (laughs) like because you have doctors like dermatologists who are beyond their md saying oh it's a semi-permanent cosmetic procedure and i'm like no 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 like well I mean, I, I don't always, even know where to begin uh-huh. with that because like it's, it's implanting pigment into your skin. Right. So like, I understand like the idea that it's semi-permanent because of the pigments are less, they have less carbon and less different things than traditional tattoo ink. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, the fact of the matter is it is a tattoo. So no matter how much it fades, that pigment is permanently in your skin. Right. Right. Well, I mean, do you, do you know why they say that? Um, cause I think that's really the, the key thing. Like, I think, um, I mean, all tattoos fade, right. Right. Um, I think the ones on your face fade more just because there's a lot more exfoliation and exposure to sun yeah. that you can't block. Um, and you know, this, it's not something that you overly do. I mean, unless people wore hats like I'm wearing right now right. continually, which you're not really supposed to right. in, in uh, proper society. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, like uh, I, I, there's always, I think going to be a conflict um, like we were talking about before between different aspects of, I mean, the big pet peeve that I have about any kind of medical community is how it's not a community, how it's become right. independent businesses where everybody's fractionalizing off to, you know, basically bolster their own expertise and why it's so important. And they, 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 they typically discount other things or right. they, know enough about them to speak somewhat about them, but they really don't know. 
And instead of collaborating and joining forces so that we can all be better and all be more knowledgeable, that's the one thing that we really haven't done, I think, in any of the medical fields. Right. Like, for me, it's like, why why doesn't my um, you know general practitioner link up with this person or this person? And why do I, why, why does they, why do they invalidate a chiropractor? Why do, why does the chiropractor invalidate this person? You know, like right. it, it just is kind of so ludicrous to me when it all is relevant as far as health. And then when you get into the mental health aspect of it, I mean, it's even wider and more diverse and more, you know, and I, I just think it's, um, I don't know, man, but I, I agree it's, with you. I, I, um, maybe they do it so that people don't take it as seriously. Maybe. I, I mean, I it's just hard. I mean, there, but there's so many controversial things that come along with like permanent cosmetics. I could go down that rabbit hole for days. Yeah. Um, microblading is different than a tattoo machine because it's, it's basically a single stacked mag that you're cutting or slicing the skin with versus like puncturing. Right. So right it's creating more trauma. And there's only so many times you can go over that as touching it up right. before it's going to cause blurring because there's too much scar tissue and right. so much pigment packed into a single place that it's not going to keep that definition. And people yeah. are like, oh, well, you should come in every year to get it touched up. Well, you don't need to come in every year. You come in when you need to, like when the pigment is 50% faded, like that's yeah. what I tell people. And everyone else is like yearly touch-ups, like, you know, like, well, that's what I was kind of getting at was because I feel like, like it's a it's so a business angle. Yeah, I think that's a business angle thing. Yeah. And honestly, I'm more I mean, if it, I mean, it's all in how you want to craft it, honestly. But I think that what you're more about is integrity yeah. and and about not taking people's money unnecessarily and working with right. them where they're at and what their their specific needs are, which, you know, I guess, you know, if you're in the business of, um, doing brows, I guess, you know, and, and you look at it as like, I want these things to look fresh all the motherfucking time because that's my name, but you're not a one, you're not a one trick pony, you know, like you're a tattoo artist, you do multiple forms of that. Um, you do cosmetics, you also can do hair and, and there's probably a gaggle of other things that you're skilled at that you're not even licensed in, but that you could probably match like a, a psychotherapist on certain levels. <laughs> you know, like, right. So you're not know. like, you're not a one trick show, you know? Right. I think the thing that's bothersome to me is just like microblading is more traumatic to the skin mm -hmm. and you need to be educated on that if you're going to do it. And not everyone is like, right. I mean, I wasn't forewarned. Like there's only so many times you can touch up microblading before it's going to have to be gone over with a machine and created into like a powder brow or more traditional, like makeup tattooed look. Right. Right. And now, is the difference just, um, the individual hair look that you can get. Yes. Yep. Got yep. You. So like the hair look, you use basically a manual tool, like a stick and poke. Right. Um, but you create a slice with a single stack mag. Whereas like the powder brow, you use a very low speed. Like I'm talking like five and a half volts low. Gotcha. With like a one or like a three RL tight, you know, right. And then you're creating like this soft pixelated look to create that look of powder. Gotcha. And so 
you can do a combination of the two like but if you're doing those slices with that single stack mag there's only so many times you can do that and especially on different skin types like if someone's an oily skin type it's not going to hold that definition it's going to spread and it's going to blur or it's going to come out or like um more mature skin is thinner so it's more delicate and you have to be really careful with it and you have to formulate your colors different like I wonder is there um I wonder if you could talk and cross-pollinate this you know I talked about the challenge about how not enough people come together is there a dermatologist in your area that you could maybe meet with and you guys could come into because you're looking to do more of a spa kind of thing for your shop so it'd be kind of neat if you could, um, you know, n- not necessarily an affiliate kind of thing, but maybe you never know. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's salons that partner up with, um, different businesses that are local that they'll, you know, shout out or do deals yeah. with. So maybe that could be something that would really help and help your business, but also help their business. And you guys could learn from each other a lot more and, you might even, you might even create something together, which would be really cool. That would be, you know, industry, you know, revolutionizing, which would be kind of cool. So that's an option. Um, but you know, I, I, I totally understand, uh, what you're saying. Uh, there's a lot of things like that. Like, (laughs) I mean, just anything, man, like when you, when you read about, how people learn or what they buy or what they're starting or any of the things that they do, uh, the corners they cut or, or just, just any, I mean, just simply like hearing certain verbiage. I mean, in my day when somebody called a tattoo machine, a gun, that was like such a so bad dude. It was like, you knew some of those (laughs) apprentice groups though, like it's they say all the you time. do not take you do not say tattoo gun in those groups man you're gonna get eaten alive i'm telling you man and you know i had somebody full out call me self and which you know look i'm a brat i know i'm a brat i know i like to hear myself talk that's why i have a fucking podcast like <laughs> you're not telling me i don't i don't know here but what I try to tell people is like, look, man, I'm where you want to be. So, so are you, are you really going to act that way towards me? I mean, that's not going to get you very far. I'm already where you want to be. So, I mean, you saying that shit to me ain't going to hurt me one iota. (laughs) I could be self-titled as a motherfucker because I'm where I, where you want to be. (laughs) So like, I mean, I know it's shitty, but see, I, you know, I, I think it's just, uh, I kind of put people like that on the cloud and go, you know what, this, I can't help. They need to learn a lot. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to hope that they find whatever it is they're looking for. And at the end of the day, I mean, this particular person, when, when it came down to the way that he was talking to me, I was like, you know what? He he was like, ah, I'm going to compete with you. I'm going to be better than you. Just give me a few years. And I was like, all right, cool. I hope you are. I, I really hope you are like, I, I'm not trying to tell you not to be all I'm saying is that a key part to this is attitude. And it when is. dude, you, it, it has to be. And, and who is going to be willing to teach you things is going to deal with how your attitude is. I like your moxie, man. I really do hope that you're better than me. My fucking apprentice is better than me. I, that's what I see. That's what I think. I mean, she might not think so. Other people might think so. It's all subjective, but right. you know, uh, 
it just made me laugh. And and I know when you laugh at people when they're really wanting to learn or when they're upset, that just makes them more angry. Right. So, so I just disengaged. And I was like, whatever, man. Okay. But yeah, I mean, when, when, uh, I, there's a, there's a few things that bother me. I, the biggest thing I think for me right now is I'm, I'm, I'm tired of tattoo wishers who, um, don't recognize the blessing of technology right now. Yeah. Um, it's a curse for all of us because it doesn't stop for any of us. And I wish that perspective was understood is that, you know, I, I mean, I just made a comment on one of these pages the other day that I was like, this one guy was like, he's really funny. I, I, I like him a lot. His name's Kevin Klein. Um, uh, he shares the name of a, a famous actor, but he, uh, He's like, I want to know how many motherfuckers would be here if they weren't selling this shit on Amazon. <laughs> right? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And then I was saying, dude, back in my day, you had you had to order supplies from a tattoo catalog. Like, yeah. It, that's how far back I was. And then this other dude, the, the Norwegian guy, I think he's Norwegian. He was like, Amy, you sound so old, but you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I was like that's how fast the technology has moved right. dude like I didn't think I'd be this old this fast like right. and, and that's the that's the upsetting thing for me is that I'm coming off as a dick I'm coming yeah. off as a dick to people who don't understand how fast this shit has moved for you and me and we're in it and we're struggling to keep up with it and on top of that we're trying to give them helpful hints and they mm-hmm. think I'm being an asshole because I'm like, listen, boo boo, you got to understand that I've met people that had to get their reference materials from the public fucking library. Okay. Right? Like you yeah. have such an advantage. I hope that in two or three years, you're better than me. You have no excuse not to be right. <laughs> like yeah. zero, but on top like, of it, should we talk about the Dewey decimal system? I know. Right? <laughs> we even had to find shit in the library i mean come on i mean all of it dos computers um you know html now you got wix you got wordpress you got site builder you got all these fucking places that shortcut things that help you grow you know what i'm super proud of myself though like i learned how to embed a a gif into a blog post my husband taught me how to do that so i can say i know a little bit of html (laughs) it's really fascinating i love Right? I love the other language. I just don't got all this fucking time. I can't wait. I mean, I don't want a computer chip in my brain for like the government to track me, but I think if we could, you know, turn that part of it off and just yeah. have the kind of thing where I could rapid download information so I could like, I don't know, be able to be a karate kid in like an hour. Right. That would be dope. <laughs> so right? we can get that. Um, but I think that's the whole problem that Elon Musk is having right now with Starlink yeah. is like, well, you know, it'll be really great if we use it the way I'm intending to use it. And I'm like, Elon, <laughs> come on, bro. Ain't nobody going to use it like that. You know that. Yeah. Freaking Einstein didn't come up with E equals MC squared so people could blow motherfuckers up. He just thought it was amazing and discovered it. And then we yeah. fucked it up. <laughs> right. So I was like, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's ideal as if we can turn everything. But I think that's the other thing is like in life, you do got to just focus on what you want and only what you want. If you spend your time 
And that's really what I was trying to communicate to the guy about attitude was that if you spend your time focusing on all the bad shit or all the things that are awful, that's all you're going to see. Yeah. And it really is a waste of time and your own potential. And it's hard, man. It's hard. That is the problem with all the social media and technology too, is that it's really hard to disconnect. Yeah. Like you can, you, we can sit there and say, I'm not comparing on social media. Like Mm -hmm. I am who I am and I'm happy with my life, but like, we're so full of shit. Like we're going to like, I'll see a picture of your tattoo and I'll be like, fuck dude. I suck so bad. Like what? (laughs) Reality is I'm in a different place in my life than you. And that's just how it is. I'm sure you can do hair a lot better than me. (laughs) I'm sure you can. You have twice as much time in that industry that I have. So I'm pretty sure that you're a lot better at that than I am. (laughs) You know, like we just need to learn to be happy with where we are. And social media doesn't help that. No, no, it doesn't. And it's, it's also very addictive. And that's the problem is that it's very distracting. I mean, sometimes I get nauseous thinking about how much, you know, screen time that I've put on to my social media, but, you know, I think it's also making it work for you. If you find a nice balance, it's good. At least with our generation, we kind of grew up with it. So it's a lot easier to disconnect. Yeah. Whereas I, I do have empathy for, the people who it was just there and they, they didn't know anything different. And I think that's the frustration right now with me and like the newer generation is just like, you need to have some fucking humility, dude. Like you really do. And it's not wise of you to discount this older person just because on, on the front end of things or on a factual kind of level, they might be wrong or something like that. Or you're able to that person struggled and doing a life, you know, that was a lot more connected to things than you have ever known. And you should, you should pay attention to that. And you should see like, okay, they might not have known exactly what timeline dinosaurs existed, but they know what's real and necessary for their life. Right. Which, okay. You can have a whole bunch of fucking Snapple facts and good for you. How's that going to make you any goddamn money? Okay. Cause that, that's what you need. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I remember like being a kid and the biggest struggles were like, get off the internet. I need to use the phone. Yeah. Or like, you can't be on your cell phone until after 9 PM because that's when the minutes are free. And you know, like don't text anybody. Cause that costs me money. Like, yep. and now what do you mean you can't be on the phone at the same time like what like that makes no sense like I don't get it you know like it's it's a whole different world and we need to adapt to it but we also need to disconnect from it at times like my two-year-old knows how to run my phone yep exactly and that's the thing is that like I get that they know how to use these tools a lot faster but there's there's a temperance of character that comes with time on this planet. Mm. And, um, you know, how do you know how to handle a person who's just gone through a mastectomy or something like that? If, you know, you've never experienced that, You, you don't have that comfort zone or that connection or that ability to, you know, really be there for a person in that very, very, very like emotional space. That's what you get from a person who spent some time on this planet, mm-hmm. um, you know, working with people, learning from people, connecting with people. 
And also what you, what you learn too, is that, well, I mean, I've been around people who have such anxiety just about meeting people and being in the same space that it kind of blows my mind that they think that me being willing to have a conversation with a random person is risky and brave. And I'm like, what? Like that, that blows my mind, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, to me, that's fundamental to me. That's the kind of risk that we're here to do. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth living if I didn't get to do those things. Um, but I guess it is raw. I guess it is. I mean, I remember on, on when 2020 hit and COVID and all this stuff, this one girl in California, she was like, can you believe that somebody came here with a hundred and something temperature? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Every single day, all day. If it's human, it can and will find a way to fuck shit up all day. I don't know what to tell you, but you work on human beings. Um, Get out now, because if you haven't rationalized that you're one prick away from hepatitis or any other kind of disease or illness, and that you are in a very intimate space where that could go a million different ways that you are not predicting if it doesn't, you know, go exactly to plan get out now, dude, you are FaceTiming with a real fucking person and you're doing some real fucking things to their body that will last forever. It's huge. And will people show up and do all numbers? Yes. (laughs) All day. Can I believe? Are you crazy? Yes. I'm like it. I mean, I get it. Yes. Your life, everything's shut down because of COVID. I'm like, so, okay. So meet them outside. You know, I don't even know why you would let them inside the place. If that's, you right. know, understanding what human nature is, don't meet them outside. If that's how it has to be, but don't get mad because somebody is just going to show people will do everything. Like what I've learned is like, you set a boundary. There'll be about 10 motherfuckers that'll cross that shit just yep. automatically just to test that boundary to see how convicted you are about whether or not you want to keep it. automatically it it happens every single time and it's fine you know like it I think people wish that they could make things safer cleaner more controlled yeah I mean maybe we can but I don't I I don't think it makes life cooler I mean I really don't I I like I like getting dirty personally (laughs) and I like meeting people and this has been amazing I I do think we'd be instant friends but like yeah you and your family are welcome here. My boyfriend doesn't know, but he goes along with most things anyway that I say. <laughs> so he'll just do it and he'll love it and he'll love meeting you. And we can, we can go on an exploration. I mean, shit, I could contact Amanda and see she's got a bigger shop and we both could guest spot at her place. I mean, I, I work in a solo studio right now. Yeah. I love doing guest spots. That's my way of learning. And mm. I think it's essential, even if you are past, you know, what you feel you need in order to put in a solid tattoo for your regular clients, uh, doing guest spots above conventions and everything is just yeah. so yielding in education and everything. Now, if you can go to a decent seminar, uh, you've already done that and everything, but those are great. I mean, you're already dipping into Guy Acheson's reinventing the tattoo. So I yeah. think that's going to give you a lot, but like, I, I love guest spots because then you get to watch people, you get to learn, you get to ask questions, you get to see what they do. And more than that, you get to see, I mean, you're a business owner, so you get to see what kind of business stuff they do. That's really yeah. cool. What systems they're using, what technology, what, what organizational kind of stuff, which 
that stuff is, you know, really important too. People don't realize that that's so much of the business formulation as well. I mean, people will deal. I'm amazed at how much people will deal with in getting a tattoo, how much low grade shit they'll, they'll deal with, but that's not how anybody would really want to run a business. Um, so, um, I think that, I think that when you're trying to craft something that's next level and what it sounds like you're trying to create for your area, that would be very, very good for you to do. Yeah. Yeah. I would just reach out. I mean, like you did to me, I mean, I'm not alone. I mean, there, there are a lot of crusty fuckers out there who don't want to welcome anybody, but I think you find if you ask there's going to be a lot of people are like, yeah, man, come on over. Let's see what we can exchange. Yeah, for sure. And you got some babies right now. So I know that right now it's probably hard pressed to get time away. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird to think about because like in the matter of like the last four years, I have literally like <laughs> my life <laughs> your whole is, life has changed. Yeah. <laughs> like four years ago, I decided to open a salon and then I decided to do permanent makeup and then I had and then I opened this salon and then I found out I was pregnant and then I had a baby and then COVID hit. And then six months later, I got pregnant again and had a second baby. And now I'm opening another business and I own rental properties and I'm married and like, just like, well, you would ask me four years ago where I would have been. This probably wouldn't have been what I would expect. Well, Not the complaining. Same way, the same way that you feel about my tattoo work. That's how I feel about the last four years of your life. I'm in awe. And I'm like, fuck, that is a ballsy chick, man. Like, I know it probably wasn't what you like necessarily chose. It's what happened and what you did. But holy crap, dude, that is phenomenal. I think it's really, really cool. And I see I see wonderful things for you. I mean, you're building some cool shit on top of like a legacy with your children. That's really, really cool. I admire it greatly. I mean, I I don't have the balls for too much. People see that. They think that about me, but it's not true. I, I just, you know. See, and I respect that. Like, I, I greatly appreciate everything you just said. Like, I have yeah. this girlfriend who just bought the cafe next door to my building. And she's like, oh, my God, you're my hero. And I look at her. I'm like, girl, you have nine kids and now you're running a business and I'm your fucking hero. Let's have a chat here. <laughs> No, I mean, I think that's good. And you guys will influence each other's businesses. Your kids will probably grow up together. She'll have a whole station of baristas that she's raising. I mean, like, <laughs> it's going to be dope. And I love that. The small business families, I think, are where it's at, um, at least for me, because I think that, um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's the way it's the way I see things really going. Um, I think it's integral. It's rooted. It's family. It's all those things. Um, but also, I so this is a good question. And I haven't asked anybody um, else this question, but I saw it on Twitter and I thought it was good. Is there any perfect? I mean, I know you're married, so this is irrelevant. But is there any profession that you would never date? Politician. Okay. I like it. I, my answer was very muted because I was like, I don't think that I could date anybody that I couldn't take them a sandwich for lunch. Like I want, I want access to my, my partner's space of business. That's important to me because I always grew up in a small business and for me, that familiarity. So 
to, to have a partner where I couldn't go to their work because it's locked down and there's all the security. And mm-hmm. I know that they'll make a shit ton of money, but I, I don't think I can handle it. Right. Like <laughs> my husband, my husband's family is like all military. And I respect mm-hmm. that, you know, like his mom is a Lieutenant Colonel. So like, she's got all sorts of crazy wow. clearance shit, you know, like, so I'm used to that, but like, I could, uh, when it comes to politics, like the biggest part of a relationship is being open and honest with each other. Like you can fight like cats and dogs. I don't care. Like if you're open and honest about it and you can get over it, like we have a safe word. Like if we're arguing and we're like, we're getting heated, we're just going to say potato salad and walk the fuck away. I love that. I told my dad, I gave my dad that advice. He thought I was a lunatic, I think, but I told him, I was like, you, you do need it because Right. There, so there like comes a point where you're going to tear each other down and you got to yeah. just pause. <laughs> like you're just yelling at each other. And all of a sudden I'm like, fuck potato salad. I'm walking away. Like, so I don't say something I don't mean to say, you know, but like, I don't care who you are. Like politicians are so deceptive mm-hmm. and lie so much that it starts to become their truth. And I don't want to be a part of that. No. I mean, and I, I do think the relationship takes, takes a second tier to the political aspiration. Yeah. So you kind of have to be in it for the politics rather than the relationship. So I wholeheartedly right. get that. You know, it's funny because the the most common one on Twitter that I saw was lawyer. And I was like, oh, that's another good one. Because lawyer is the same way. Would, would you ever win an argument? Would they accept potato salad? Like, you know, right, like, right, right. right. <laughs> but I, I have an uncle who's a criminal defense attorney. And I also, my father-in-law is too. Oh, then you're like, I'm, I'm cool with that. It's not, it's not, it's not as crazy. I think as people think, because I think they get argued out when they're working, you know? True. Like that's true. That's true. And they just want some peace when they get home. Yeah. Like it's peace. And if there's conversation about something like, it's like, okay, (laughs) what's the resolution? Like, I'm Super not, chill. I saw one person say artist and I was like, good call. <laughs> good call. Yeah. Like, you gotta, you like, gotta know. My life is organized chaos. If you want to know my head from my ass, I can't tell you, but my shit looks good. I'm telling you. And there's so much dedication to the craft. Like your husband said before we yep. started recording and you said he, he was like, you've never given this much of yourself to right. hair. Um, but that's, that's the case when you want to be good at a professional art form. And as an artist, you got to throw yourself into it so much. And it's not that you mean to make your, uh, your relationship second tier. It's just that it's this, it's so fulfilling and it's such a, it's like comes from like your core. Yeah. Like you, it's hard to turn it off and yeah, it's like a first love. (laughs) We both came to this conclusion recently. Like we have this thing that like five to eight is like dedicated kid time because that's when they're like not in daycare and shit like that. And we both repetitively have like, oh shit, this came up and I really need to deal with it. Like moments, you know? Mm -hmm. So we're like, okay, here's the deal. We need to come to an agreement. Either like we both have flexibility with these like last minute things or we both just lock our phones away in the other room while we're with the kids. Like there's yeah. no like middle ground with it. Like we're both very driven and both work dedicated. Like 
it is what it is like my husband will wake up and he's like i have a fucking brilliant idea i'm gonna build you a new scheduling software it's like two o'clock in the morning he gets out of bed comes back to bed at six o'clock in the morning and it is what it is man like we've we've come to that agreement like we both know like we want to create a life and a legacy for our children that we have freedom to do things yeah but we also like need to have that personal time so we do have shut off times Mm -hmm. but we also know like okay some some shit just hit the fan so we need to deal with it yeah and we're gonna figure it out that's awesome shit's always hitting the fan like I mean (laughs) imagine like I've I just we just got into rentals and like I buy this building that I'm putting the tattoo shop in in March and about a month ago uh, I get this phone call, like after this big storm, I was at the building with an insurance agent that morning and I'm thinking, and the tenant in the commercial space calls me and she's like, I'm like expecting her to say like, you forgot to lock the door, you know, like, right. I was just in there. She's like, do you know the situation? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> well, um, this renter died last night. What? Whoa. Like, that's not something I ever expected to have to deal with, right? Like, this dude is, like, my age. He's, like, 32. And she's like, yeah, he passed away last night. And, you know, like, the family got a hold of me because we owned the building previously. Like, so they didn't, you know... And I'm like, all right, then um, like, could, and could I, you give me some tips about what my next steps are? Because I didn't right. know there was any responsibility of me at this point. <laughs> like, right. The man's but, death. Like, this wow. is so, so bad. But like, also like, OK, it's kind of dark humor. Well, I mean, yeah, so, go for it. So this guy passed away. Right. And like we're like he OD'd and this and that and it's really sad like his family was like really great about it and they're like we really hope that maybe this will save someone else's life you know like really good attitude about it so like I'm like talking it's a small town so everybody knows everybody and like we're texting and talking to everybody like okay what do we have to do how do we deal with this whatever whatever and like we're in the middle of an insurance thing with our insurance agent and somebody said something to him or whatever. And we're like, okay, well, are there any insurance concerns? Like, because we didn't know if he died in the apartment or whatever, which he didn't. Right. But the insurance agent texts me. He's like, I guess I'm just a little confused on what you guys need from me. Um, If he died in the apartment, you should probably call a coroner. (laughs) (laughs) What? You're like, no, I'm just... No, I'm just wondering no. if there like, is something that I have to disclose or something. Yeah, like, now, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like breaking like, down, like, like, right. Like, do we have to do like a medical cleanup if someone dies in the apartment? And if we do, does insurance cover that? You know, like, right. you have to do a biohazard clean or something, which he didn't, like I said, he didn't die in the apartment. But you, it's good but to know like, for the future because you never, you never anticipated that, right? And he's like, "Well, you should probably get a coroner to take the body away." Like, no, really? like I get that, dude. But like, is there, is there like things that like, I have to like do? Right. Like, but it was just this like awestruck moment. Like, okay, 
Like, I know this is like unexpected for everybody, but damn, like, is that really the right response? I know. I know. Well, I mean, I, I, I hear you though, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what the implications are. I do know that when somebody dies in a house or something like that, you have to disclose that someone died in there before the next person takes over and, you know, just to kind of, you know, let them feel it out, whether or not they're comfortable with the, you know, the fact that they're, I mean, whatever we might feel like there might be a spirit in there or what, you know, you gotta, you gotta follow people's shit, but like, um, that would be like the biggest thing, but like, offhand I would think as an insurance agent of of a rental property you I would I would list everything I'd be like I wouldn't just answer one part of the question I'd I'd answer all of it okay well if this happened you do this this happened you do that like right let's take the time yeah like we were just wondering about like if there was a necessity to do any specific type of cleaning if our insurance would cover that yeah no I think that's a great question (laughs) but he was like call the coroner (laughs) You're like, okay, bro. Thanks for the help. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man. What a messed up thing. But you know, I'm glad that I'm glad that their family was very, um, no, not that, you know, that's ever going to be easy, but at least they right. took it in the best way possible. Um, that's right. going to be easier for you. Oh my yeah. God, dude. Well, I wish you so much luck. And, um, yeah, I, I would love to, to have you come here. We can tattoo. Uh, we can hit up Amanda. Um, I've already had somebody ask me about her. So I feel like that's probably already kind of in the works, but we should do that because she is, she is bomb. I've had more people from Minnesota in that area ask about her too, just because of her glitter tattoos are so phenomenal. Right. And, um, and then I'd love to come visit you at your studio when you get it up and running, you know, like do a guest spot, maybe get my, 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 my eyebrows professionally done. You can watch my face move for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you've been doing it this way the whole time, but I really think. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I do have an uneven face, like severely. My right eye is higher than my left. Like it, it is a, it is a thing. So I, I would imagine that I'm not picking up something, but yeah. that, that's why I'd love you to have you do it. So we should, we should definitely do that. Yeah. Let's do it. At the end of all of this, we've had such a great time. Um, thank you for bearing with that interruption. Um, but it needed yeah. to happen because my consultations with my clients are a lot longer than a half hour too. Um, I, I take my time. Yeah. So I needed to upgrade my zoom anyway. So this <laughs> was great. This was, this is groundbreaking in a lot of ways. Um, where can people find you? What's your, like your favorite and preferred way to be contacted and all that good stuff. Um, your website, anything that you want people to pay attention to, um, just shout it out at the end. Okay. So, um, my tattoo and permit cosmetic page on Instagram at inked by Paulina is the best way to contact me because, I have my salon page, which everything is on there, like at Mill Pond Salon, like they can get me there on Facebook and Instagram too. However, with the transition of like moving from the salon into like a tattoo studio, there's going to be a lot of change and there's going to be a new page for that, you know, so um, we're building right now. Yes. So at inked by Paulina is the easiest way to contact me just through the DMS. Um, People can also email me Paulina at millpondsalon.com. Nice. Um, and we, our website is millpondsalon.com. I mean, like we're everywhere digital. You can find me. I, I mean, 
if you if you Google search how to fix orange hair, you'll find my article. <laughs> nice. So, That's awesome. Um, but those are definitely like the top ways to get a hold of me um, right now. And the tattoo shop updates will be on the Inked by Paulina Instagram page as that all develops. So that's where all of that information will be as we transition into that. Nice. nice. And this article that you have, is it a, is it a blog page that yes. you started? So okay. I have, um, I have a beauty blog called team true beauty. Oh, good. I'm glad that you, you brought that up. Cause I'd love for more people to educate themselves about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Team and true just, beauty. Yeah. It just goes through like different, like a ton of different beauty products that we review, but like I, we were on our way home from Thailand and we were talking like at the airport and we hit Chicago and, um, it was the middle of the night and we were talking about fixing orange hair. And I'm like, all you need to do is understand the color wheel. And I just, yeah. going, and my husband's like, just write the fucking blog about it. Then. <laughs> and I'm like, He's That's driving awesome. and we're on our way home from Chicago in the middle of the night. And I wrote this fucking article. Lo and behold, now if you search Google how to fix orange hair, my article is the first thing that pops up. So oh, that's such a cool thing. I'm so like, glad that he encouraged you to do that. Yeah, that's really cool. Kind of random, but it was I, cool. I could talk like another I could interview you for another two hours about Thailand because that's the place I'd love to go. But it's we'll, amazing. Yeah. We'll, um, we'll have to definitely talk that up. Cause that's definitely a place I'd love to, I'd love to visit. That is Absolutely. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Very, very cool. Well, it's been a pleasure. I don't want to keep you any more for your night. Cause you have a family to get back to, and we're already abusing your husband's, uh, office area. <laughs> so <laughs> tell him, thank you for letting us borrow you for so long. And uh, me in particular, cause my boyfriend's not here for this interview, but he is, he is like, he just got back from fishing. So he was like, babe, I, I had to sit this one out. I was like, that's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll all meet yeah. eventually, but it was such a pleasure meeting you. And I hope, um, I mean, I'll try and stay in touch as much pos- possible, but definitely hit me up. We'll arrange something. I would love to do that. Um, you're lovely. So <laughs> oh, yeah. you are too. Like I definitely. said, like best friends, totally see that happening. Uh, I think we can learn a lot from each other. I mean, you're doing a lot of things that I find incredible and, um, you know, I'm honored. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I know some things about uh, tattooing, but I definitely know a lot about art. That's more my center yeah. than anything, but, um, everything I have, I'm willing to give as long as you're not a dickhead. <laughs> yes. That's my biggest thing. Yep. Well, yep. Well, yep. have a great rest of the night and thank you so much. And, uh, I'll be keeping in touch with you when this goes live. This sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. I loved chatting with you. Definitely Paulina. We'll stay in touch and, uh, I'll see you later, girl. All right. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Well, that wraps up our time with Paulina, but that's certainly not the last. Currently, she's working on opening up her new studio, the Art of Ink Studio, and that's in Minnesota. From what I hear, it's planning to be kind of a spa-like environment, so pretty cool. Uh, Definitely go check it out if you live in Minnesota, and uh, I know this podcast is going to keep in touch with Paulina as she grows. Thank you, Paulina, and thank you, Diary listeners. Thanks for listening. You can find The Apprenticeship Diaries on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Our IG is the underscore apprenticeship underscore diaries. If you would like to offer constructive criticism or an interview, drop us an email at theapprenticeshipdiaries at gmail.com. 
We We look look forward forward to hearing from our listeners. listeners.